Dream it, listeners. I know someone out there has got it in them to beat Connor. If there's anyone on Stream It who fancies himself as a bit of a FIFA baller, get in touch. Hold on a second. We've not got to that bit. Let's start all the way at the beginning. Welcome along to Stream It. This is the film and TV podcast full of things for you to watch. My name is Connor. Hello. And this week's episode, we're looking at what the best TV, films and games of 2023 look like. What were your faves? Are they the same as mine? Well, let's have a look. Before we do that, though, I need you to do something very, very important. That is, grab yourself some popcorn and make sure you're nice and comfy. Because uh, there's only one way to enjoy Stream It, and that is eating popcorn and in comfort. This is Fun Kids Stream It. Here we go. So 2023 has been jam-packed with amazing movies, TV shows, and games. But which are going to make it to Connor's top 10 picks of the year? Hmm, I think we need to find out. So let's start with my first pick. Wish. Three, two, one. Astra! I'm here. I'm here. Whew, just uh, one second. Let me catch my breath. <laughs> Once upon a time stood Rosas, a most magical kingdom, founded by a king with the power to grant wishes. You are their handsomest, most beloved king. You're right. I am a handsome king. So I was invited along to the super cool premiere of Wish, and it was incredible. I mean, when you hear of a new Disney film, you always kind of feel a little bit nervous, don't you? Because Disney's so good, you're like, is it going to be amazing? Is it going to be as good as all the other ones? Or is it not really going to be my kind of thing? Wish, I loved it. So not only was the film super duper cool because the story was so good and it was a great Disney film, but it was also a film that marked 100 years of Disney. That was why Wish was created. So what they've done throughout the film is they've brought back some of our favourite, and I mean favourite, Disney characters of all time. And they actually appear a little bit within the film Wish, almost like little Easter eggs. So when you're watching it, if you've already seen it, keep an eye out for the Easter eggs. If you haven't seen it yet, well, you know what to keep an eye out for. The Easter eggs. Also, there's a few props. One of them involves a rug, you know, a rug that goes on the floor. Yeah, it's a bit of a famous rug. Let's see if you can spot it. And when I say I love the music as well, now I do think maybe the best ever film from Disney with songs. Uh, it could be Frozen or maybe The Little Mermaid, but I do think Wish is up there. When it comes to songs, they're almost like an album of some of the best songs ever. They really, really are. This is The Thanks I Get, by the way, by Chris Pine. That is easily my number one song of the whole film. If you haven't seen it or you haven't heard it, where have you been? Have a listen to my chat with Fawn and Chris, the directors of Wish, to find out all about what I've been talking about, the music and the making behind a great film. Chris, Fawn, how are you? Very good. Good. Uh, well, we're going to start by saying that, uh, well, I'm one of the biggest fans of Disney, so I'm going to go straight in with that. And I'm a massive, massive fan of Wish. I've seen the film. Very, very oh, great. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to start, obviously, it's 100 years of Disney, um, and there's a massive hysteria around the fact that it is 100 years of Disney. For you, Fawn, how did you get to kind of the conclusion that this was going to be the way to do the film to mark 100 years? I grew up with Disney films, and what I love about those films is that full of story of hope and, and courage of a character who want to pursue, you know, strongly what they want. They know what they want, and they're not afraid to go after it. And that had inspired me to want to work in animation, and I took a lot of inspiration from those. So for the movie that celebrate 100 years of Disney, talk about how important a person's wish is, what makes you who you are, what drives you, I think it's the perfect way to go. And for you, Chris, did you find that was kind of the same? Because I feel like wish just sums up Disney. <laughs> like, if you think of a word that just sums up Disney, it's either magical or just wishing, hoping, just dreaming, you know? Yeah. 
Well, I, I'll tell you sort of the genesis of it was knowing we were going to do this film uh, celebrating 100th anniversary and knowing it was going to be an original story, original characters, original music. We all wanted that, but we didn't have the concept yet. And so we, what we did is we pinned up a frame from each one of our features onto one bulletin board, tried to get some inspiration from that, and what was great about it is we started to see a common thread and that was characters pushing on stars. Yeah, I love that concept as well, of the characters wishing on stars. You kind of, when you're watching it as well, like you think about the wishes that you've had. So like when I was watching it, I was like, what have I wished about? Like what is the stuff that I've kind of put into the universe or manifested and hoped would actually come true? So you connect with the characters so much. Obviously we bring back so many amazing things, don't we, within Disney. That decision of what to bring back and how to bring it back must be really, really hard. Like, how did you go about deciding what characters to bring back and what kind of little Easter eggs to kind of plant? How did, how did you make that decision for them? We put a lot of energy into creating an original fairy tale that can stand on its own, right? We never want the audience to feel like, oh, they have to watch all the films in order to watch this movie. Once that original story is in a really great place, we put it in the production, we realize so many artists come up to us and say, yeah, it's a really nice way of putting actually a love letter. I, I really feel that as well when I think about how I felt when I was watching it. For you, Chris, as well, like, how did you go about that? Like thinking what characters to put in? Because I was with a friend of mine I'm watching it. I got to bring him along, so it was very, very exciting. We're sitting there and we're like, oh my God, he's out, he's out a little Easter egg there. I'm sure I've seen that rug before. That character, I know that I've seen a film with that. Was that what you wanted from people to almost, it feel obvious, but they're also looking and they're kind of trying to find little bits within yeah, the film? I mean, absolutely. It's, it's part of the, the fun of celebrating Disney 100, right? It just has that. My favorite, I'll tell you where it is. Okay. So the very end of the movie is after the credits roll. And hopefully you stayed, or maybe you didn't stay, you're gonna have to go back. But after the credits roll, there's one last nod for our legacy. That to me is it's my favorite. I didn't really need an excuse to go back, but you know, I was gonna go back anyway, but we can use that as the excuse. Uh, so yeah, film great, visuals great, everything absolutely fantastic. And I think that for me, when it comes to Disney films, the music is always really special. And in a way for me over the last few years, the music's been sometimes more special than watching the film. I love the music so much. I connect with it so much more. This for me, it was both. And the songs, wow, absolutely incredible. I mean, I, I'm just gonna say it, it could be maybe my favorite set of songs of any Disney film. And I'm just saying that. Yeah, I really, really like They're almost like top 10 songs that you'd hear in there. Like, they're amazing songs. How did you sort of go about discovering what type of music to put in there and how to write that and make that kind of fit in the story? Yeah, we love Julia Michaels as an artist, right? And when we met her, she was also a huge combination of that create this unique experience and um, and we dive into the story together so it was never like story song now we're gonna sing and then story continues on every song all the lyrics the dance the pushes the characters story forward 
Wow, and for you, Chris, as well, like when it comes, I'm just so intrigued by this because being such a massive fan of Disney, having two people in front of me that have created such a wonderful film, I've always been so intrigued how that music plays such a big part and how you make those decisions because it always works. It always seems to work. You never sit there and you're like, ah, oh, that wasn't... And with Wish, it's a perfect example of just the songs work so much. It's just incredible how you get to those decisions. Next up is the Super Mario Bros. movie. Oh, yes. This is a Connor film all in one. Not sure if you know who I am, but I'm about to rule the world. Wow, uh, yay. Bowser is coming. Together, we are going to stop that monster. How? Look at us. We're adorable. That's a god. So Mario is one of my favorite game franchises of all time. I have played all the Marios on Nintendo throughout the years. I've even gone back and played the games from before I was born. It is just so, so good. Love Mario. And I mean, you put Mario with a film, what more do you need? The Super Mario Bros. movie is 10 out of 10. It's really, really cool to kind of see how Mario would cope in like the real world. Not that an animation is kind of a picture of what the real world's like, but Mario's world, you can kind of see how he would get along with just living normal life. Really cool, really fun. Luigi makes an appearance. And again, like I said about Wish, there's a few Easter eggs. And one of the coolest Easter eggs, I'm going to tell you because you might not spot it, but at the very, very beginning, there is a man that speaks in Italian in sort of Mario's accent. And that guy there who voiced that character in the film is the original voice of Mario. He's actually in the film. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. It's so cool. One of my favourite Mario games, if not my favourite, is Mario Kart 8, which is currently out on the Nintendo Switch, and new tracks are coming out as well, like, every single month. It's so, so good. Now, uh, yeah, if you are a massive, massive Mario Kart fan like me, Mario Kart appears in the film. Yeah, I know, if you haven't seen it, you're in for a treat with that. And also, if you are a massive Mario fan and you would like to hear more about Mario, Mario Kart, listen back to the Stream It special episode that we done all about, you guessed it, it's me, Mario! So we chatted to Anya Taylor-Joy, obviously. I mean, we spoke to some people from the film. It's what we do on Stream It, who plays Princess Peach. Have a listen. It's it's not lost to me, and I, and I just realised as I was sitting waiting to speak to you that I have accidentally come dressed as Luigi. Um, so that, yeah. Love this plan. I Completely accidental, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love to say I thought it through. Um, <laughs> let's jump in, though, Anya, if you don't mind, with the big... The big question. Uh-huh. Um, how's your Mario Kart skills? Are they up to scratch? You know what? They've gotten a lot better. When I started, <laughs> it was pretty abysmal. I don't have the best eye-thumb coordination in the world, but I am determined. So I've definitely got better. And I wouldn't necessarily say it's skill. It's just like sheer intention. Persistence. <laughs> yeah. Have you played against any of your fellow castmates? No, but I can no. guarantee you that at this point I would be destroyed. So I feel like I need to, before I pitch the idea of all of us playing, I think I maybe need to go away, do my Rocky mm. preparation and then come in. Who's your money on at the moment? Uh, Seth? Mm, I can see that. Seth, I, I can Seth imagine or Jack? Seth or Jack? Yeah, I, I can see Seth Rogen having spent many an hour on Mario. Um, <laughs> well, I, th I feel like that's a nice idea for like the 
DVD extras, if that's the thing. I think that sounds great. Right? Yeah, I'm the, pitching that right now. I mean, I, I think that sounds wonderful. We might have to bleep out some of the things that come out of my mouth when I'm in the, the heat of the moment. But yeah, for sure. <laughs> you're, you're only human. You're only human. I mean, we touched upon it, I guess, briefly there. I mean, it's, it's such an iconic thing that so many people have grown up with, um, is Mario. Is there any pressure attached to being involved in something like that, something which means so much to so many people. Absolutely. You never want to let down the fans, but I've got this slightly unfortunate, but probably very helpful character trait that I have, you know, it, it just happens to me where I don't think about the pressure until I've done it. And so I'll say, yay, that's really exciting. And then I'll go in, I'll do my job, la 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 la. And then the second it's over, I go, oh God, oh God. <laughs> What have I done? What have I done? So I hope people will enjoy it. I had such a good time making it and it is not lost on me what a privilege it is to be a part of this world. I mean, it's a, it's a huge movie. It really, really is. And I think people are going to absolutely love it. I mean, I want to, I want to touch from process though, Annie, mm -hmm. with you, because I, I spoke with Steve Carell not that long ago about voicing group. Mm -hmm. And he says for him, it's a very method process. Like, he, you know, even after filming, he's waking up every morning. He still grew. So I want to know, can you relate? Are you living the, the Princess Peach life every day? I mean, listen, I can only aspire to be as together as she is. She's definitely, she is running that ship. I would like to think that I'm running my own ship. Uh, I'm running as fast as I can right now, that's for sure. But um, yeah, I, I hope, I hope that I have it as together as she does. I find her very inspirational. So, okay, part method, but you're not waking up every morning annoying your friends and family with the voice all the time. Not that it's an annoying voice. It's not, it's not that I'm attempting. I mean, I do sometimes just sound like a cartoon character, especially if I've spent too much time in America. I find that my voice kind of goes a bit higher and I end up just everything. I'm a very earnest person and I get really excited about things. I love being passionate. So I think that just naturally makes me sound a bit like a cartoon character to most of my friends. Um, no, I'm sure they, I'm sure, I'm sure they all love it. Number three. Okay, one of my favorite things, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Why do you love it so much, God, I hear you ask? Well, the reason I love it is because Zelda's in the title. I mean, that's the answer. Zelda, one of the best games ever. Why do I love Tears of the Kingdom so much? I mean, the map's incredible. The game is phenomenal. And kind of just the time that it takes to play. I spoke about this on previous special gaming episodes of streaming before, but I love games that take a bit of time. You know, when you can, like, get really stuck into it and you can play it with a friend or maybe mum, dad, whoever looks after you, your grandparents, you can all get involved. Because sometimes it can be quite a lot playing back-to-back -back Zelda, so they can come and help you complete the missions. So I really, really love it for that reason. And also as well, just the visuals. Like the visuals of the game on the Switch are incredible. You can obviously put it into the TV, the Switch. You can play it through that, or you can just play it handheld. But the visuals are amazing. It's kind of like Zelda meets the modern day. And for me, it was 10 out of 10. So yeah, a real, real highlight for my year. And I've got a good friend. His name is Pete. He's from Mega Mag, and he kind of knows about everything. Yes, I mean everything that we need to know about. And here's me chatting to Pete all about Zelda. Take a listen to this. How's it going, Connor? It's going, going, going good, I have to say. And I'm really, really excited because I have been told by a, uh, a little a little secret person that tells me what's coming up that we're talking about Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom tonight. That's right. It is the biggest game of the year by far. One of my favorite games of all time has got a sequel, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Here we are. Right, so this is out on Nintendo Switch, and if you're a fan of Nintendo Switch games like myself, I love Nintendo Switch. I'm sure you've probably already played the first Zelda. That was a big one, wasn't it? That was probably, like, 
my favorite game ever. It was one of the biggest games on Nintendo Switch, and it sort of got me back into gaming. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I think so too. And also, I know that it was so popular amongst so many ages. That's the thing with Zelda. You can play it when you're like super young. Your nan can go and play it, and she'll probably love it as well, right? 100%. It's, it's really easy to learn, but it's also massive. So if you want to try one of the harder sections out, you can go there. If you just want to learn the basics and stick to, you know, fighting the basic baddies, you can do that too. It's whatever you want. You make of it whatever you want. You sure do. You almost never get bored. Now, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, is it a follow-on from the first Zelda or is this kind of like a new game in its own right? So it's a follow-on. Anyone who played the first one knows that the map was absolutely massive. Well, now it's even bigger because they've created a kingdom in the sky above that map so you can explore up high or down low, whatever you want. Oh, I like it. So it's a little bit different from what we can expect from the first Nintendo Switch Zelda game, correct? Yeah, this one, you know, you're sort of island hopping in the sky through the clouds, exploring these little islands, finding the treasure they've got there. But if you want to go down to the main map, see the things that you could see in the first game, you can still do that too. Pete, if you was uh, able, I wanted to ask you this, if you was able to be a character in a game, right, you was actually living in the game as the character, would you be the same as me and definitely want to be Zelda? Uh, it's a tough one because I love Pokemon too. I love Pokemon. Yeah. Fun. So, you know, running around the Pokemon universe is one thing, but when I play Breath of the Wild, I think I'd rather live there. It's yeah. insane. If you look, out your, you look out your window at breakfast, there's an awesome dragon flying past. Can't argue with that. I know. You see, I always have the debate of, because uh, I talk about this loads, obviously, what Nintendo Switch character would you be? What game character would you be? And I'm always torn between Super Mario, being Mario, I love Mario, or Zelda, but I think Zelda's just rocking a better outfit, so maybe Zelda. Yeah, I mean, glowing sword as well. You can't argue, it's great. He's got all the bits. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That is out for you right now, by the way. So while you're listening to this, you can go and grab it. You can go and ask mum and dad for it. Go and get it. Put it on your Christmas list. Put it on your birthday list. It's going to be a good one. That is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom available on Nintendo Switch, correct? Correct. So my second favourite thing of the year is another game. And that game is FC24. FC24, the brand new game, kind of starting a new world of what we knew as FIFA. Yeah, it's like a new world of it. FC24, a great game. So many reasons I love it. Why? Because obviously it's the best game to play with all your friends. You can play against each other and you can beat them. They can beat you and it can cause, you know, yeah, some really hard times when you lose 5-0. That happened to me. But you can also play with people from all around the world. You've got ultimate team mode. You've got career mode. You've also got the Volta mode as well, where you can play like FIFA streets. You can actually be like a player playing in like the streets of like this random town in the world and do all like super cool skills. So many different modes within FC24. That's why I love it so much. And also, I'm just the biggest football fan. I'm a West Ham fan. So kind of playing as my team in the West Ham top and creating myself on the game. Yeah, I created Connor Knight on FC24. He's currently playing centre attacking mid for West Ham. You can do that. I mean, the game's 10 out of 10. He's me chatting to my good friend, Sean, about the game and him kind of giving you a little bit of an understanding as to just how good I am. Well, so to the FIFA special of streaming, I've got the 54321, right? Which is where I'm going to be giving you FIFA, just bits of FIFA Sean life. 
related to those numbers. Oh, right? oh, oh and... hold on. I'm actually just racking my brain thinking that might be a little formation that I can use in the game. Five, four, three, two. Is that too many yeah, players? That's way too many players, mate. Knowing you, you're the sort of rat who'd use that sort of formation with 14 players. But we'll I get would. to that in a minute. Uh, but so, so this isn't like a full-on <clears throat> FIFA nerd out session. I've, I've kind of tried to come up with some stuff. So all our stream it friends, whether you're like big FIFA fans or not, can, can get involved with. So... Here's my five, Connor. You'll like this. Anyone else listening as well, get involved with this one. So five is the Thorn Brothers Best of Five Christmas Tradition. Oh, okay. This is interesting. So I've got a little, little uh, FIFA tradition with my little brother in that we buy each other the new FIFA for Christmas. And on Christmas morning, we have a best of five tournament between two random teams from League Two, League One, Championship, Premier League, and internationals really rams up the tension christmas morning also makes us late every christmas to wherever it is we're going to sends our mum mad starts christmas off with a row like auntie joe's got a turkey on she's serving up spuds me and liam are just grinding out colchester barnsley with terrible players see but- this is the joy of fifa you can play it not only online but you can play it with your siblings next to each other with two controllers which it sounds like sean does on christmas morning okay that's me five. Uh, four is on a similar theme. I, is, is sitting playing FIFA on controllers with mates, is that like granddad chat? Am I being mm. the old man of the podcast, being like everyone's sat in the same room playing together? Well, if I am, then that's, you know, my four is four mates having a nice time, which is, uh, you know, might, might be some advice from the dark ages of gaming. But we do this a lot, Connor, with our friends as well. So what we do, we get four of us together to all play on the same team and try and win a cup like the FA Cup or the World Cup. That's, I think that's a really good way of, of playing FIFA because we've done that in the past. We've had some cup glories, haven't we, Connor? Yeah, we have indeed. And that is what is so fun about it. You can all play together on the same team. So, like, you can actually have, like, you know, three, four, five, even more if you're all online. And you can all play on the same team. And this as well, Sean, I think this is a really good way to establish players you like, uh, game sort of modes that you enjoy, the teams you like and why, yep. which you can then kind of take with you throughout the game to become better because you need to understand the actual game to be better at it, right? Yeah, and what we sometimes we just use the team editor to put all of our favourite players just in the same team just to make it more fun. And if you are like someone who prefers to play online, then you can basically just do pro clubs, which is essentially that, but online and you sort of create your own character but if you don't if, you, if you're not online or you prefer having your mates around the the four mates having a nice time to win one of the trophies offline is good fun uh my three is my three tips for ultimate team here we go ultimate Ooh. team is hardcore fifa players will know ultimate team it's essentially like the trading card game in the thing you basically you're opening packs you're trying to build your dream squad this year uh for the first time uh the the, the female players are in there which adds a whole new dimension to the thing you can play as like classic players icons like david beckham david beckham ronaldinho who you mentioned earlier so my three tips for ultimate team i'm gonna hit you with them really fast one i reckon don't buy packs you don't need to buy packs. You don't need to be spending your real pocket money on this stuff. You can definitely get good players by just playing the game normally. You don't You don't have to be wasting your money on packs. Uh, my second tip, focus on having fun rather than what division you're in. Last year, I just focused on getting all my favourite players in the same team. Like there were some Bristol City players that got team of the year and some old, old faces, all my favourite old players. I just built a team around that. I had loads more fun last year. Didn't worry about what division I was in. Just concentrated on building a fun team. Uh, and my third tip, do your objectives because you can get really good, decent players and packs 
just by doing the objectives, which costs zero pounds. So those are my top three tips for Ultimate Team. I like that. I like that. Very good top three tips. And also as well, something that FC24 has. And if you're sitting at home right now and you haven't played it, this is going to really excite you. You can evolve players. So like Pokemon. Like Pokemon. Absolutely like Pokemon. It's kind of like Pokemon meets FIFA. So, <laughs> FC24, you can evolve players. So, you know, like on old FIFAs, and Sean, you'll know what I mean by this. You would always sort of not really play, you being a Bristol City fan, look, when you're playing Ultimate Team, you're playing against Neymar, you're playing against Mbappe. Bristol City, you're not really going to be able to defend no. those players. Yeah. Now you can get like a Bristol City player and you can evolve your favourite players in the world to actually be able to compete in Ultimate Team, which makes it loads more fun. Adds a whole new dimension. Uh, my number two, two really fun things you can do offline. One is career mode. Loads of stuff to do on there. They haven't actually added much new stuff to this year's, but I didn't actually play career mode at all on the last version. So everything's probably still new to me. So career mode's really good. And also, as I said earlier, I kind of repeat myself a little bit, but the other fun thing you can do offline, getting your mates around and all playing together to try and win a trophy. Uh, and my number one top tip of FIFA, everyone get involved with this one. Don't play Connor at FIFA. Just don't bother. Don't bother, like, because all it does is just bring you misery. Because he's a little rat who knows all the little exploits to score 40 yard, unstoppable screamers. And it does your head in. In fact, stream it, listeners. I know someone out there has got it in them to beat Connor, to silence this man. If there's anyone on stream it who fancies themselves as a bit of a FIFA baller, get in touch. Do me a favor. Do what I cannot do and beat this man at FIFA. Beat this man at FIFA. Bunkidslive.com forward slash streaming if you think you can beat me at FIFA. Uh, and I am very, very good. I am very good, aren't I, Sean? He's, a, he's, he's, he's the sweatiest player you'll ever play against. And number one for me has got to be Wonka. I've spent the past seven years traveling the world perfecting my craft. You see, I'm something of a magician, inventor, and chocolate maker. So quiet up and listen down. Nope, scratch that, reverse it. Mr. Wonka, I can see you're a man of great ingenuity. What do you do it? I'm making chocolate, of course. How do you like it? Dark, white, nutty, absolutely insane. I mean, I love this so, so much. Wonka is one of my favorite films of all time. I mean, there's been three, including the new one. There was the book as well. So the history of Wonka has been something I've loved for so, so long. And the original, Gene Wilder, is just phenomenal. It's one of my favorite films of all time. And the new one, Timothy Chalamet playing Wonka, singing. I mean, the songs in it, it's just 10 out of 10 magic. It involves chocolate. And also, I mean, a film with Hugh Grant playing an Oompa Loompa. Yeah, you can understand why it's 10 out of 10. Carla Lane is here with my This or That questions. Take a listen. So hello, Carla. Uh, yeah, you play Noodle, which is obviously such a great part in Wonka. I'd like to ask you a few This or That questions, if you don't mind. We'll have some fun with this. So uh, we're going to start. Sweets to make you fly or sweets that make you breathe underwater? Sweets that make you breathe underwater. Definitely. Caramel or toffee? Caramel. Yeah, caramel's better, I feel like. I don't I don't think I've really had a lot of toffee. I'm more of a caramel girl, so yeah, just go straight for that. <laughs> Lollipop or marshmallow? Oh, um... I mean, I'm gonna say lollipop. I mean, I like marshmallows, but I think lollipops are better, definitely. Chocolate that makes you see in the dark or chocolate that makes you move things with your mind? That's hard, I feel like. Um... I think chocolates that make you move things with your mind. I just think that, I don't know. I just feel like that would be cooler than seeing the dark. Prod nose or fickle grubber? Um, 
Oh no, I can't pick. I love both of them. Um, I would say Pranos. I think he's funny. <laughs> he's super funny. Chocolate flowers or candy clouds? Candy clouds. I think that's cool. The Great Glass Elevator or the Wonka Vision TV? Great, the Great Glass Elevator. I think that's super cool. I really like like in the movie when it like shoots out the ceiling. <laughs> okay, invite the Oompa Loompa to tea or invite Slugworth. Oompa Loompa. I think it'll be f more fun to hang out with than Slugworth. <laughs> How about riding a boat down the Chocolate River or ride around town on the back of the giraffe? <gasps> on the back of a giraffe. <laughs> that would be like a dream come true. I would love to ride on the giraffe. That would be super cool. Join the side of the chocolate cartel or go back to scrubbing for Mrs. Scrubbit. Oh, join the cartel. Please. <laughs> I would rather make chocolate than go back to the house. I think that would be better. Lifetime supply of Wonka chocolate or you get to work on the movie all over again? I get to work on the movie all over again. That would be the best thing in my whole life if I get to do it again. Yes, um, like all the um, castmates and all that, definitely. <laughs> Thanks so much, Carla. Super, super fun. And thank you for a wonderful film. And that's it for the year. What a year it has been for brand new films, TV shows and games. And what a year for streaming as well. Thank you so much for being on the journey with me. It's been the best, best, best year. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a follow so you don't miss future episodes. And do rate the podcast five stars too. We're always, always looking for reviewers to come on the show and tell us all about their favourite films and why they love them. And that could be you. I'd love to have you on for 2024. It's going to be a big year for Stream It. If you want to get involved with episodes in the future, head over to funkidslive.com forward slash Stream It and send me a message telling me about your favourite movie and I'll see you in the new year. Bye-bye.